0: But uh, I do what I like, and I happen to like rock and roll, and I feel sorry for anybody who only listens to one form of music.
1: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes, never missing one single show. I thank each and every one of you for doing that. The few, the proud, right? Alright, well, all of the disclaimers and intro and everything about this particular run of shows best of 2013 if you didn't hear it of course if you're listening to this and you didn't hear part one go back and listen to that one first uh for right now this is part two doing of course numbers 20 through 11 I think it's getting pretty scientific at this point although I almost kind of consider this like tier two like we're getting to the really really good records here and stuff that I definitely bought listened to and liked a whole hell of a lot uh Not making the top ten. I guess it was a lot tougher this year than I thought it was going to be. But, yeah, I'm looking over the list of what I'm playing here on this particular episode. It's very strong stuff. Uh, A lot of veteran artists. Maybe the uh, need to give some more unknowns a chance here in the top ten. I don't know where my mind was, but, you know, I'm going to stand by it for now. (laughs) And I'll just kick the show off here. Uh, with a very familiar artist uh, band that i don't play nearly enough on the show, but I definitely like a lot. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, a lot of people say this was kind of the return of Nine Inch Nails, but the the band was never officially retired. They were just retired as a touring entity. Uh, but they're even doing that again now, and they they've been out on the road this year. Uh, it's just nice to see, and it's nice to see, you know, I guess Trent doing Nine Inch Nails is just uh, when it's you know fun for him. Uh, because he obviously has his options at this point. I mean, he's a Golden Globe and Oscar-winning score guy, you know. So, you know, he doesn't have to go back to Nine Inch Nails. He's he's done well for himself. He's proven he can do other things. But it's just nice to see because Nine Inch Nails is definitely a great band. And uh, Hesitation Marks it's it's a very strong album. So I, I definitely recommend you check it out. Um, you know, you, if you understand Nine Inch Nails, you know what you're going to get, but there's a few oddballs in there, and actually, the oddballs is kind of what makes it for me on this record. And, you know, I actually went and read about this song that I'm going to play for you before I started this particular episode, and I didn't realize how much attention they've been getting. I guess I should have expected it because it's just such an oddball. I'm glad to see that they went with it as the newest single off the record. Uh, but, you know, I, it stands out for me. A song called Everything and I it's definitely the poppiest song that he's ever done I know Trent is already at the point where he almost kind of doesn't like this song now because people are painting him as being a happy person now and then and, and you can't have that you can't have happy Trent so but I still think it's it's one of my favorite songs on the record actually my favorite song on the record and I think you should definitely check it out if you haven't heard anything else off of it uh so here you go about halfway through the album you get this this is everything by Nine Inch Nails i marks which came out on august 30th of 2013 that is nine inch nails and the song everything and uh just to show you how super cool trent is to work with apparently he even got some very awesome ringers to play a few guitar tracks here and there and not just like you know a, a one-off on one song he's got lindsey buckingham playing guitar on three different songs and adrian Belew contributing to about half a dozen songs so yeah you're always going to find the best players on Nine Inch Nails records for sure So, alright go check that record out next one we're going to play here is uh, you know kind of uh, on principle I gotta say and not that it's not a good record it's a very good record and I actually haven't been on board with this uh, this particular band's new records in a long time so this is very much a comeback, I think. And in the wake of tons of drama, litigation, um, attempted stabbings. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Queensryche. <laughs> Whose team am I on? I think it's pretty obvious anybody with half of a musical brain in their head is going this route. The non-Jeff Tate route. Yeah, we're going with Todd Latory. We like Todd. Uh, he can do the gig and he can do it better now than Jeff Tate. So, hey, it's an upgrade, you know. Suck it, Jeff Tate. So, and he, you're obviously an asshole. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I see how you act out there. You tried to put out an ironic uh, YouTube clip to salvage your horrible excuse for a Queens rec record. And no, it's, it doesn't work. That record doesn't exist. But this one does. And it's good enough just to be a self-titled entry into their catalog. And, uh, yeah, if I didn't tell you all of this and I just said, here's the new record," and you haven't been paying attention or reading the dirt sheets, uh, you'd be like, all right. Yeah, they got they got their balls back. They're making good records again with Jeff. But no, this is not Jeff. But you would never know it, really, if I hadn't told you all that. And I truly believe that. So I, I have to say, Todd might just wind up being uh, the best replacement singer that isn't brian johnson you know it's or dio you know like the after those higher echelon guys he might just be the best after all of that time will tell but this record's got it so go go back to queensrike with this new self-titled and off that fittingly this is a song called redemption So that was queens reich with redemption featuring todd there, their brand new lead vocalist and doing it great and uh this, this album is so good especially if you're a longtime fan and you miss that traditional awesome sound that queens reich was known for and why even listen to him in the first place uh i i'm even going to quote a critic for this one uh Tom Zurich of AllMusic.com, which AllMusic is actually a great site. You should definitely use it as a reference. Um, he reviewed both records, uh, Jeff Tate's record that, uh, and this new one, it's Queensryche one, both came out this year. And his quote is, The debate is over. This record is Queensryche. The other group is just Jeff Tate and company misusing the name. So there you go and that's that's it in a nutshell so go check that record out it's really good and even just to spike the ball further which i actually think is funny uh you can get versions of old queen's Reich songs three tracks recorded live done with todd on vocals and he uh, does a great version of queen of the Reich. so if you need any possible further evidence on how good he is and how good of a fit he is for this band go listen to those tracks of course as well Alright, moving on to the next thing here. And I didn't quite know where to put this record because I think it's really, really cool. And actually, I got it as a double record. Uh, but that's only because I pledged for it. Uh, but this band is called Mutation. And it' featuring Ginger. Ginger Wildheart, of course. Uh, a favorite here on the show. And many other podcasts worth their weight in music knowledge. You know who I'm talking about Uh, but this is a a, I guess a side project for a lack of a better term and it's Ginger uh, working with guys that were in bands like Napalm Death and the Sisters of Mercy and uh, Marky Smith and to me that is the name that I could drop to my friends some of my more hip friends I guess if you will and pique their interest because Marky's almost kind of like what Ginger is to us I mean he's He's a cult phenomenon in his area, and he was he's the guy in the band The Fall. And I know a lot of people that know that band will love that band. So Ginger and Markey getting together is... Who the hell could guess what was going to happen once they started to hit record in the studio? But we got this out of it, and it's a band called Mutation. They put out, like I said, two records, uh, which you got the second one if you pledge to it. And, uh, but as luck would have it, speaking of Mike Patton from part one, uh, Ipecac Records, his label had the wherewithal to, uh, pick up the domestic and United States distribution for, uh, the mutation album, Error 500. So, uh, I thought that was super cool that they did that. So, you can get Error 500 a lot easier than you can get the other one, which is called the Frankenstein effect, but... Uh, I think if you go to Pledge Music, you could probably still pick those up. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I don't really know how to describe this band. I don't even know how to rank them, quite honestly. So I'm just gonna kind of put them here in the middle <laughs> because I, when I listen to Mutation, I, I do quite enjoy it. But I just don't know where I can put it here on the list. It's it's a crazy record. It's it's it's. it's 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 overtly time changey, and if you're like if you like Dillinger Escape Plan, you'll probably like this. I'm sure most Fall fans would like this if they gave it a chance, uh, and you know even Ginger fans who may not who, who may like his popular stuff like I do. Uh, this is not the same kind of stuff, but like I said, it's really hard to describe. So I'm gonna play you what I think is the most accessible song on error 500 by mutation. So here you go. This is mutations. that was mutation with mutations off of the album Air 500 and like I said that's two and a half minutes right there if it felt longer to you then maybe it's not for you but I still think it's worth a listen you should definitely check out mutation uh, get a little avant and experimental in your listening choices here and there like I said it's not an album that I even listen to or want to listen to every day but every now and then you know it, it hits the spot Alright, coming up next here on the show uh, yet actually another entry from Epic Records, just like Mutation this is by the Melvins and this was actually the second release of the year for the Melvins, the first release which if you heard the odds and ends show I did earlier this year, they did an entire cover album of oddball covers which of course if they're doing it it's pretty much going to be oddball covers but we love the Melvins here the entire cnjradio.com family loves the Melvins and they put out a strong record this year called Trace Cabrones. And the lineup is their 1983 lineup. So basically that just means switching out the bass players. Big Business actually put out their own record this year, which I, I should have mentioned that at the top of part one, that I haven't got a chance to listen to that one. But I'm sure it's great because Big Business is a great band. But this is the Melvins 1983 lineup. It's, of course, King Buzzo, Osborne, vocals, guitar, Dale Crover on drums and actually some bass and vocals on the album as well and Mike Dillard on drums and vocals. So you got Dillard on drums, Dale Crover on bass for the most part. And that's their 1983 lineup and they put out a new album this year called Tres Cabrones like I said. And here's my favorite song currently from the album. This is a song called Psycho Delicacy. There you go, doing it only as they can. That was the Melvins with psycho haze. Uh, for the new tres cabrones record, it just came out at the beginning of November. But I was really happy with this album. I thought it was quite an improvement over the previous studio album, which uh, was was okay, but it, it I don't think it was nearly as good as this one. So going all the way back to the 1983 lineup and putting out a strong record. So, good for you, Melvins. Keep it up. I'm sure they'll have another studio album out next year, so let's see where they fall then. All right, the next entry here. One of my favorite artists of all time finally woke up this year, and uh, actually, this this isn't true. He's been planning this, apparently, for the last two years, but we found out uh, when I was doing his birthday show back in early January, David Bowie. uh, He announced on his birthday that he would have a new album out and uh, it was coming out very soon it would actually come out two months later and uh, he'd been working on it for two years and it kept everything in secret everybody thought that he had retired and, and all this other stuff I mean I think we all thought that he just kind of quietly disappeared you know didn't uh, he did that reality tour and that was it and reality tour was a super strong tour and I, I actually really liked the reality album so I like, it. if that was it, then that, that's a fine note to go out on. Uh, but he puts out this new album this year called The Next Day. It turns out it was his 25th studio album in his entire career, not counting live albums and best ofs and all that stuff, all the odds and ends, right? Uh, but he put this record out, and I, I think it's a good record. I, I don't actually know if I like it as much as reality, honestly. And to me, a lot of the material sounds like it was done around that same period so it almost feels like maybe maybe these are some leftovers but i don't know i mean maybe i just haven't warmed up to the album like i should have but uh i still think it's it's a pretty damn solid record there's enough songs on there i like so uh, how could you rank Bowie any lower than this so i feel like i'm almost doing a disservice by doing even this low but i'm gonna go with my gut here so here you go Off of the next day, my favorite song on the record as of right now, this is You Will Set the World on Fire.
0: Midnight in the village, see the lights, of candles, from bitter end to gaslight, bias leaves the stage. Oaks states notes when the blacker and guitar burn together, all in rage. You've got what it takes. You say too much. Oh, you will said the word. The lines that you've written Van Rock says to Bobby She's the next real thing Crowds in the hell flight, Screaming like a banshee You're in the boat, babe We're in the water You say too much Oh, you set the world, babe You set the world on fire I can work the scene
1: That was David Bowie with You Will Set the World on Fire, and that's from the Next Day record. And, uh, you know, I I really like that song. I feel like that song could have come off of almost anything he's done, at least in the last 30 years. So I think that's what makes it a a great new classic for David Bowie. All right, speaking of classic artists, uh, I'm going to play you something from the new Jimi Hendrix record. Yeah, I just like saying that because it sounds so ridiculous, but... uh, for all intents and purposes, and according to the mouth of Eddie Kramer, who was Hendrix's longtime associate and producer, the guy that has, had been running Electric Lady Studios, uh, this is as close as it came to the follow-up for Electric Ladyland, and it finally came out this year. It was called People, Hell, and Angels, and like I said, it's it's all unreleased material, and this was all the songs that he'd been working on for the Electric Leyland follow-up, so I think it ought to count. It's not an odd and end. I think it's a fully real-life studio record, and it's very strong. It's like... It's hard to put it up against those amazing classic records, but it it's pretty damn good. It's up there. You know, I, I think it holds its own, and I think you should definitely check it out. It didn't really get the attention I thought it would get around here, but... Yeah, I just maybe it just wasn't promoted well. I don't know, but I think you definitely need to give it a listen. I played Earth Blues on the Heavy Metal Soul episode earlier this year, one of my favorite episodes of the entire year. Go check that out. Uh, so I'm going to play you a little ladder entry into the album, and this is one of those put the headphones on, put a good pair of headphones on, and you can just hear the band so well on this. It just mixed so well. I mean, Eddie Kramer did an amazing job on this. Uh, so here you go. This is Hey Gypsy Boy. Thank okay. Don't you feel better now that was Jimi hendrix with gypsy boy off of the album people hell and angels go check that record out if you haven't picked it up yet if you haven't heard it you definitely need to get it it's it's a must so all right and and someone that you should have a ton of records by hopefully you do uh this is kind of a double entry in one so i'm going to use this particular track to represent two different records uh, but Doug Pinnock had a very busy year this year, and not even putting out a new King's X record, he managed to put out uh, a, a new band entirely, and also a solo album as well. So his solo album is called Naked, which came out, I think, around April or sometime this year. And he put out a, a, a power trio supergroup, if you will, called Pinnock, Gale's Pridgen. And it's, they're both amazing records. Doug Pinnock is a true artist, and uh, he should be one of the most successful artists in the entire world, him and his band, King's X. Sadly, they are not. Uh, They are uh, very much a cult act, but we love them. And, uh, you know, so Doug had a busy year and a a really kind of horrible year at the same time. He's had some health issues and, uh, you know, a lot of setbacks in that sense, but it seems like he's getting back on the ball. He's even got a new record coming out. there may be a new king's x i'm not sure but uh i know he's working on a new album with george lynch if it's not already done by now uh i think that's called kxm should be coming out this next year i think in the spring is what i was hearing because uh i heard george lynch's interview on talking metal which was a great interview and uh you know i was like oh yeah that kxm thing that was supposed to be coming out like and got some more news about that so hopefully spring is what i'm hearing uh so that all being said until all of that uh check this out and uh, i played this earlier in the year but i still think it's a great track so uh it's a nice representation of everything that doug's done this year this is from the pennant gales pridgin record this is called angels and aliens pennock gale's Pridgen with angels and aliens and uh, go check their record out and also check out doug Pinnock's solo record called naked which also came out in 2013 so a busy busy guy and uh like i said i i hope uh he's got the 100 percent bill of health and uh and he can move on from there and have a really awesome 2014 i will do my best to make sure that he does i hope you do as well all right Next entry here, getting close to the end of Part 2. We're almost there. This is going to be entry number 13. Maybe that's why it's Black Sabbath. Uh, They have an album fittingly called 13, and I didn't even plan it that way. I swear I didn't. Uh, I even thought maybe the record would be a little higher on my list because I I do enjoy the record. Uh, I guess if I nitpicked it, I could definitely claim that there's a lot of recycling of classic riffs and songs on this album but you know name me a heritage artist that hasn't done that in the last few years i mean all all my favorite bands have been doing it uh and uh, to successful degrees i think as far as listenability on their albums you know bands like kiss and van halen been kind of going back to the well here and there some more than others uh, but Sabbath definitely did it quite a bit on this record. But that being said, of course, I do enjoy the record and it's, uh, it sounds very classic Sabbath in some sense. I mean, I, I don't no matter who you use for a producer, whether it be Rick Rubin, which is who they used or, or anybody else, I don't think you're ever going to get that same classic sound on the production, you know, just like the almost like a zero budget sound that they always had, which is what made those albums great. Uh, but it's, like I said, still an enjoyable record. Uh, my other nitpick was it, it would have been nice, of course, for for Bill to play on it. But it, my whole thing is really, I think Tommy Clufetto should have been the drummer on the album if it was the way it was going to be. Uh, because Tommy's been touring with Ozzy. He knows the stuff. I, I think he has a better idea of Sabbath. And, and not that Brad Wilk may not be a huge fan. I'm sure he is. Uh, but to me it's like you know Tommy's been there he's doing the tour he's he's on this tour and he should have been the guy that played drums on the album I think that's crap that Ruben got to have that much of a say in it to where it was his way or the highway but hey whatever I wasn't there so I, I don't know uh, but you know yeah there's a lot of songs I like on this album and I could tell you oh it sounds like that riff it sounds like that riff but you know I'll, I'll just let it lie And uh, I think the best representation of the album is probably the first song on the album. So I'm just going to go ahead and play that one. It's a nice eight-minute jam there for you. And the thing I like about this song is it's got a little bit of everything that you can almost expect on this record. So uh, a few different time changes and moods. So I like the song. It's probably the best song overall on the album, in my opinion. If you have a different opinion, email me. Let me know. But till then, check this out. This is Black Sabbath with... End of the Beginning Black Sabbath, Ozzy, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and uh, Brad Wilk on drums on that track. There you go. And touring drummer Tommy Clufetos. And that was end of the beginning. I, I love when uh, I always get that chill whenever Ozzy reaches for the sky, that high note that he likes to go for at the peak of a song and. Whenever they get to that last major time change, and he starts saying, "I don't want to see you," with, uh, only the way that he can—that is vintage classic Ozzy—and I love that he can still sound that way. It's it's great because it makes me feel good. So, yeah, uh, positivity in otherwise dark morose band. But that's that's what's great about Black Sabbath. Uh, all right, moving on here—a uh, band that I've been a big fan of since their first album, and Uh, another band that i think should definitely be bigger uh because they're interesting they're not boring they make really good rock albums and every now and then they'll make a really good listenable mariachi album talking about the bronx who else does that uh but they put out their fourth rock album this year called four and they never ever even the number on their records so you just have to know what they look like and know what you're getting. This one is red and it has kind of a white tiger motif on there and if you look closely, if you turn the album sideways and look down the side of the tiger stripes it actually says Brock's on it so I think that's pretty cool and pretty creative I think that might have to make it the album cover of the year so go look it up, tell me if I'm wrong or not but I think that's probably the best album cover I've seen all year and it's a really solid album they've been very consistent and i've uh, been going back to this album a lot lately so i think it's a really strong record and you should definitely check it out the bronx number four uh my current favorite song on this album so here you go this is pilot light <laughs> of your time, definitely go check it out. That was album number four. Like I said, White Tiger, red coloring on it. That's how you know it's number four. But also has the song Pilot Light on it. Alright, last song here at the end of part two. Number eleven entry and uh, I think if I had more time to spend on this album during the year, which I I didn't and that's my fault, but uh, it may be a little higher. Uh, I like this record for the most part, top to bottom. There were a couple of things I was like, eh, about, but I think it's because the anticipation of it was so high. So sometimes records can suffer for that, and it's not necessarily fair, but that's just the way it is. But uh, I think this is a strong closer for part two, and I think the top ten is really strong. Uh, But sadly, Dragon, you just missed the top ten. I know, boo, boo, Joey. Yeah, but like I said, I, I just haven't heard the record as much. I'm sure if I did, it would probably be a lot higher. But at the same time, I think it makes it a good closer for Part 2 and a good review for 2013, so don't don't be hating on me too hard. Like I said, I really like the record, but pretty much everything you're going to hear from now on, starting with Part 3, is stuff I listened to a lot and went back to a lot and really enjoyed it. But like I said, I, I just got the Dragon record like three weeks ago, so... I just, uh, on principle, I can't put any higher than 11. But I'm sure he'd be cool with that, too. I, I like the man. This guy, he gets around. He's Michael Monroe's guitar player. He's doing the solo thing. He used to be with the Backyard Babies. He's, he's greatness. So you should definitely get this record and support him. Buy a physical copy and all that good stuff. So here you go. This is Dragon, D-R-E-G-E-N. This is just like that. that was dragon with just like that go check that record out it is awesome i'm a big fan of the guy and uh like i said this definitely probably would have been on the top 10 if i'd have listened you know if i'd have gotten it earlier in the year like i said i just got the record a few weeks ago uh but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be checking it out yourself you haven't gotten it yet a lot of people i know that listen to the show do have that record and that's awesome just keep spreading the word Alright, well that's going to do it for part two. We'll be back very, very soon for part three. The top ten, as scientific as it gets, as of this date, it will be happening. So until then, go to cnjradio.com, home of Rock Strikes 10, home of the flagship The Wrestling House Show. Definitely go check that out. If you're a fan of pro wrestling or know somebody that is, please recommend that to them. I think they will really enjoy it. And also, The Synaptic with Randy Brown, a true alternative. You need to go check out Randy's show, especially. A good time to start up. Uh, Go back and listen to all the episodes we've done so far. I'm I'm a proud producer of the show. And Randy put out his own Best of the Year Albums show that he put out last week. So go check it out. Uh, We have a match on there. So, Randy, once again, you are a true alternative. We agreed on exactly one record overall. But I know he's going to be putting out uh, a, a full list on thesynaptic.com, so go check that out as well. All right, until then, stay tuned for part three. It's going to be awesome. Till then, have fun.